Well, thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. Let's start off uh, with a few stories out of Japan. Um, one, uh, no surprise to most of us anyway, that monster uh, Inoue has been named Japan's Boxer of the Year. And uh, after that crushing defeat of Stephen Fulton, I, I think he's certainly deserving of that. He fights in the Super Bantam uh, division, and he's certainly the undisputed world champion at the moment uh, and conquered those four belts, as I said, in just two bouts with Stephen Fulton and Marlon Toplas, uh last year in Tokyo, Japan, by the way. Uh, I want to give a quick little shout out as well. I noticed uh, for all you fans of female females in the ring, here we go. Uh, female Boxer of the Year, WBO's junior bantam ruler, Mizuki Hurata. There you go. Mizuki uh, got herself a female Boxer of the Year uh, in the country of Japan. Fantastic stuff. Did you see that uh, uh, Josh Taylor and uh, Carol had to be separated in their little... Uh, press conference i'm not going to go there who cares about that stuff um over in japan though uh, i wanted to do make quick quick mention of uh, saka um uh, kosuki saka 23 and 7 regained the su uh, the super feather belt over in japan uh, as he finally emerged victorious via technical knockout by the way over badly bleeding ken kabuchi 10 7 and 1 now uh, as i said at that 130 pound division in the fifth round, as I said before, over in Tokyo, Japan. Good stuff. Down in Argentina, a fight I mentioned last week. Uh, lightweight Carlos Alanis, 13-1. Stopped countryman Jonathan Arena, who's now 14-15. And that took place over the weekend at the Club Atletico in Santa Fe, Argentina. Alanis apparently implemented a steady body attack from round number one. It paid dividends in the second half of the fight. Arena Fought gamely, had some moments, but Alanis dropped Arena in round number seven with a timely body shot. Arena beat the count, but a flurry against the ropes. Moments later, saw the referee wave off the bout, and Alanis was the winner by technical knockout in the seventh and became the new South American lightweight champion. We'll talk about lightweights in a second. Uh, let's have a quick notice here. Yes, of the... IBF 130-pound mandatory challenger, an important bout that flew under the radar. Number three, IBF Shazkat Zavon Rachmidov. I'm sure I pronounced that incorrectly. Apologies. Um, and number four, rated Eduardo Nunez squared off in Tagestan to decide the number one mandatory position at junior lightweight. Local hero Rakhimov was coming off his lone loss 10 months ago, a tough split decision, uh, title-losing effort against Joe Cordina in Cardiff, Wales. Nunez of Los Muchos, Sinaloa, Mexico, was making a relatively quick return to the ring after blowing out Oscar Escadon in two rounds in Cancun last October. So let's have a quick look here. The first half of the fight was tactical warfare as each man tried to gain their edge, taking turns coming forward while the other looked to see what his foe had to offer. By the second half of the fight, Nunez seemed to be taking over, if ever so slightly. He began to land the telling power shots of Rachmanov and seemed unable to get off the ropes or was hoping Nunez would punch himself out. Nunez was so squared up 
Uh, and all those punches appear to be hooks, whether left or right. Jabs were mostly out of the window in favor of sledgehammer blows. Uh, Rakimov uh, would rally in the ninth, and for what would be the last time. Rakimov got much-needed reprieve from referee Mark Nelson, who called time as he instructed Rakimov's corner to secure some loose tape uh, on the glove in the tenth. But that would be it, as Nunez sensed his time would come. He came out guns blazing, raining blow after blow, 20 unanswered in all, to the head of a helpless Rakimov, who bravely, but perhaps foolishly, never went down. And referee Nelson stepped in to rescue the battered hometowner with only 15 seconds elapsed in the 11th round. So there you go, some good, good results. And uh, as I said, a shout out to, to one of our favorite uh, female fighters, uh, Mizuki Hiruta, who is now Japan's female boxer of the year. Let's move along to Mauricio Suleiman. WBC president wants additional judges and video replay introduced for the May 18th fight between heavyweight champs Tyson Fury and Alexander Yusik. Uh, when they go toe-to-toe -to -toe at the Kingdom Meridians in Arena in Saudi Arabia. Uh, instead of three judges, Suleiman wants five, along with video replay, he says. Now, I posed a question uh, on our YouTube channel whether or not you believe uh, video replay should be introduced, as it has been introduced in most uh, professional sports around the world. As this writer, as this writer in boxing, uh, boxingnews24.com says, had those things been in effect for Fury and Usyk's last fights, they likely would have both lost, and would have Francis Nagano fighting Daniel Dubois. So, uh, I'm not so sure uh, that uh, Francis Nagano truly deserved to win. He did knock down Fury, but did he deserve to win? I don't know. But, uh, but I don't think that it was a low blow uh, to. Uh, Usyk delivered by Dubois. So anyway, I, I kind of uh, see that as a controversial paragraph. But anyway, moving forward, the bigger question in my mind, regardless of whether you have three judges or five judges, humans are humans, they make mistakes. Uh, I remember as a, as, a young, uh, as a young soccer player, uh, my coaches would always be yelling and screaming at the referees for making bad calls, et cetera. It, it's one of those things. Anyway, the point of the matter is, is, uh, I want to know whether you think uh, the video replay should be introduced in boxing. Whether that's a good idea or a bad idea, I want to hear your opinions. Let me know. All right. Um, speaking of those heavyweights, I mentioned last week that Jared Anderson uh, was looking for an opponent, and apparently that opponent has been named uh, by top rank. It's Riyad Merhi, and he's booked for the April 13th fight in Corpus Christi, Texas. Um, so Anderson, ESPN's number eight heavyweight, last fought in August when he scored a fifth round TKO over Andre Rodenko, uh, the 24 year old from Toledo, Ohio. Uh, oh, say it again, Toledo, Ohio. Anderson is widely considered America's top heavyweight champion, hopeful, and should certainly be included in those lists for those of you who are trying to figure out who is the best of the best in the heavyweight right now. And uh, there are a lot of older guys sliding down, and I would say sliding down quickly and don't deserve to be in certain uh, top 10 lists. Anyway, Anderson's up there. He's 60 to know. He fought twice in 2023, and he picked up victories over little-known uh, George Arias, uh, knocked him out round number three, and also former heavyweight title holder Charles Martin in July. Uh, Mary, for his for his part, 32-year-old, he's out of Ivory Coast. He fights out of Brussels these days. 
He's coming off an upset split decision win over Tony Yoka, uh, the, the Frenchman, uh, and that's, that's a fight that took place in Paris. And that setback was Yoka's third consecutive loss, by the way. Mary, uh, sporting a 32-2 record, by the way, he's no slouch, was coming off a unanimous decision loss to Kevin Lorena at Bridgeway, 225 pounds, when he scored the win that landed him this opportunity. Uh, the Anderson fight will be Mary's North American debut. And I'm not giving him much hope, quite frankly, against Anderson. But we'll see. You never know. Humans are humans. Uh, speaking of humans, um, Oshaki Foster retained his WBC junior lightweight title with a split decision victory over Abraham Nova on Friday at New York's, New York's Madison Square Garden. Uh, a good fight, I'm sure. But the better fight that we have to talk about, and I've included for your benefit and your benefit alone, in that description below, a link to uh, Top Rank's coverage of uh, the Shushu Carrington knockout blows. It was a combo uh, that scored him a victory on the undercard. Let's read from BoxingScene.com. They say, after a hectic night of boxing with significant cards in Mexico, New York, and Florida, one highlight reel was receiving some extra play today, and you've got to check it out. It's a brilliant, brilliant knockout. Bruce Carrington, better known as Shushu, uh, out of Brooklyn, scored a viral knockout win over Bernard Torres, nailing with his right hook that sent Torres flat face down on the canvas inside Madison Square Gardens Theater. The featherweight they call Shushu, won in the fourth round, bagging a knockout of the year contender in the process. Carrington, he's now 11-0, seven knockouts. He's a constant favorite here on Talk and Fight and a guest uh, often uh, on uh, Knuckle Up with Mike Orr. Picked up where he left off in 2023, where many had called him prospect of the year, including our own Mike Orr. Uh, Torres, 18-2, collapsed face first to the canvas. Uh, and upstate New York referee Charlie Fitch wasted no time waving off the fight. Said Carrington after the fight said, it always means the world to perform in front of my home crowd, New York City, Madison Square Garden. Y'all make me want to turn up every time, every single time I fight here, I get a knockout. Every time I fight here, I get a stoppage. I felt that he, Torres, leaned into the punch, and it landed at the right place with the right leverage. But he's a tough competitor, said Carrington. He's a really good guy. I like how he uses his feet, uses angles well. He knows how to get out of certain situations. But we were ready for everything. So good, good news out of a, a good top-ranked fighter, Bruce Shushu Carrington. And check out that, that highlight reel. It is fantastic. Speaking of highlight reels, we've gotten many over the years uh, from the women in the ring. Uh, but in particular, uh, starting off with uh, Katie Taylor with her gold medal at the Olympics way back in 2012. You might remember that. Anyway, uh, Chantel Cameron posted a tweet or an X, whatever they're called these days, uh, with respect to a possible fight against Taylor. Chantel Cameron posted, waiting for the green light for the trilogy to be a go-ahead. Both me and Katie Taylor have asked for the fight to happen as it's one one my terms are fair as i want to fight to gain the chance for redemption and give female boxing the trilogy it deserves tell me i'm wrong that is as a, a great matchup between two great women in the ring and i look forward to seeing them fight i look forward to seeing that result and uh, quite frankly uh i don't know I, I, I don't know how to call that just yet 
we'll have to, as we go forward, continue to read the reports. Well, thanks very much for joining me here on Talk and Fight. I appreciate uh, you, uh, all your subscribers. You're fantastic. I appreciate your comments. Remember to go into our YouTube channel, answer that poll. I post them quite regularly. Have some fun with it. Um, remember to like, share, subscribe, as I said. To hit that notification bell. Let you know when I'm coming up next with more news, uh, highlights, chatter from around the world in the sport of boxing. Fantastic stuff. And we'll see you again at 11 a.m. Eastern time here on TalkAndFight.com.